You're listening to the podcast of River of Life Christian Fellowship in Durant, Oklahoma. Visit us online at rolcf.org. See, tradition simply is what is accepted as normal by any one people group. See, it's traditional. When you've done something that's normal, when it's normal for you and you've done it long enough, it becomes tradition. It becomes habit. Habit. You don't even think about it. Every Christmas you do the same thing because your family has traditions. Now this is not necessarily an attack on traditions, but it is going to show you the bondage of traditions. Now it doesn't mean traditions are bad in themselves, but sometimes traditions... uh, See, Paul was a Jew, and traditionally Jews are taught Judaism. So what he had been teaching to the people in Galatia was not Judaism. He was teaching something other than his tradition. He was teaching something other than the ruts that had been established in his life. He had stepped out of the ruts of tradition. Let's see what it says here. It says, verse 13, For you have heard of my former conduct in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God beyond measure and tried to destroy it. And I advanced in Judaism beyond beyond many of my contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the... Uh Uh-oh. What was he zealous about? He was zealous about the traditions of what? Of his fathers. He was zealous. He was totally given over to what was normal to his fathers. Now here's something you need to understand. If you do... Now this... don't, don't, don't go, man, he, he's talking against daddies. No, I'm not talking against daddies. I just get the point across, okay? If you do what your daddy did, if your daddy was a plumber, and you follow the footsteps of your daddy, what are you going to be? That's real deep. If you do, if you follow your daddy's traditions, you're going to be just like your daddy. You're going to get what your daddy had. There's courses of life that there are for us to live. And if we just do what someone else has done, we're going to get what... And we're crazy for thinking we're going to get something different than what they got. I was talking to a young man up down in Houston. He was, he was all excited. and He'd gotten this great job, and he still has it today. Uh, he wasn't married yet. He's just recently gotten married. And he was all excited. And I was excited for him, too, because he was uh, he's just... He's just He's making a good wage doing a, uh, he's working down in the, the oil industry down in one of the plants and uh, the chemical plants and he's just making a lot of, uh, you know, by the hour to him and where he comes from, it's a lot of money. And he's all excited. He, he, he noticed I wasn't really excited. I, mean, I was excited for him, but he says, well, what's up? He says, well, at least you know your future. He said, do what? I said, yeah, you know your future now. He says, what do you mean? Because he was talking about how he could stay there and work for 20 years and got all this retirement. I said, well, you know your future now. 
says, what do you mean? He says, well, just, just go look at what everybody else has there at that plant and look at what they've been able to accomplish within the confines of what they have because of what the plant's given them and allowed them to do in life with their vacation and their sick time and everything. And the ones that are just about ready to retire, just look at their life and that's, what you're, that's yours. And he just had this look of like, no, it's not. I said, yes, it is. As long as you stay on that path, on that course, that's what you're going to get. Not as it's bad, but it, and it's not what he wants. He doesn't want to be limited to that life. Guess what he's going to have to do someday? He's going to have to make a change. If you want something you never had, you're going to have to do something you've never done. Because most of us are going down the same ruts in life, whether it be spiritual with our occupation or whatever, and I'm really dealing with the spiritual here this morning. But a lot of us are just doing and just believing just what our family has always believed and always said, this is just what we're going this way. Well, that's exactly what you'll always get. Well, there's a life of the Spirit. Look what happened to Paul's life here. See, something happened in Paul's life that caused him to jump out of the ruts of tradition. Let me go ahead and read some more of his. As in verse 14, it says, I advanced in Judaism beyond many of my uh, contemporaries in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous for the traditions of my fathers. But, I like that right there, I like that. But, when it pleased God who separated me, or you could throw in there, pulled me out of my ruts, changed my future, however you want to call it, separated me from my mother's womb. That's not talking about birth. That is a reference to the way he was raised. In other words, the traditions, what was normal. Okay? It says, But when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me uh, through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I mean, this is, and it goes on and talks about how, I'll just go ahead and read it that he did not uh, immediately confer with flesh and blood. In other words, he didn't just go right away and, and talk this over with the great theologians of the realm of, that was normal. Yeah, we'll talk about that later, okay. Uh, verse 17, Nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia. And went on. He went to the school of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit took him to a place where he could teach him things, a life to live, free of ruts, outside of what was normal. And that's why we're about here. See, it, it, th this area doesn't need another normal church. I want you to know I have closed a church because it, it, was, it was just turning out to be normal. We don't need another normal. We need something super normal. We need some, something supernatural. Something that's not natural. You know, we, we, this area needs something. We, this area needs a church. And I'm not saying we're the only one, but I'll tell you what, we are one that will do it. Get out of the rut and go before we live. Turn with me to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 15. 
Let's see what Jesus has to say about this. And we're doing this real quick. I think the, the, the main message has already been given this morning. Uh, Matthew chapter 15. I'm sorry, that is not where I want to go. Why did I write that down? Yes, it is. Okay. Matthew chapter 15, verse 3. He answered and said to them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your... Yeah, anytime I pause like that and leave a blank, everybody just throw, you know, tradition. Let's try it again. He answered and said to them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God because of your... So here we got a problem. There's a commandment of God and there's a tradition of men. For God commanded, saying, Honor your father and your mother, and he who curses father and mother, let him be put to death. But you say, Whoever says to the father and mother, Whatever profit you might have... we got a problem right there anyway. Well, let's go past that. And whatever profit you might have received from me is a gift to God, then he need not honor his father or mother. Thus, you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your tradition. Wait a minute. Jesus just said that a man's tradition, this may be the way you've always done it. That tradition can make the very word of God of no effect in your life. I mean, I don't need to elaborate on that. There are traditions that we have in our life that keep us from living in kingdom principles, from being led of the Holy Spirit every day of our life. There are traditions, there are things that we do no matter what, because it's on the calendar to do. It's the way we've done it, and it's the way I'm doing it, and it's the way it will always be. Guess what? You just miss God. In that area of your life, you've just made the Word of God of no effect. You're letting traditions... We as human beings are letting our traditions lead us and determine our belief system. Our traditions are determining what we are to expect. Our ruts are telling us where we're to go. And some of us are taking our time even how to get there. Because we're slipping in all the slime of the ruts. Thus you have made the commandment of God of no effect by your traditions. Look in the book of John, chapter 4. This is too cool. You need to see this one. Can we get that uh, Carmen thing ready to go? John, chapter 4. John chapter 4. Hmm? Oh, you did? Hmm. <laughs> 
Verse 20. Our fathers worshipped on the mountain. <laughs> Isn't this interesting? Our fathers worshipped on this mountain. Now I've just been to Israel, just been in Jerusalem. So this really rings home to me. But listen to what's being said. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain. This is in black, it's not red. And you Jews say to the Jerusalem, uh, say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. You hear what's being said here? There has been something established, and it's traditional. It's called worship in Jerusalem on the mountain where the old city is. That Jerusalem is the place of worship that everybody is drawn to, regular, systematically, all the feast, year by year. Jerusalem, the holy city, the mountain. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. I've got to turn my page. I'll let you think about it as I turn it quickly. You worship what you do not know. Oh. Do I need to read that again? In, in red letters, that means Jesus is saying this. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. Your worship that you do, excuse me, your worship, you worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshiper will worship the Father, not in Jerusalem, and not on the mountain. See, our fathers worshipped in the church building. Our fathers worshipped in the denomination. Our fathers had a worship life that was in church, but not in public. This was our church life, and this is our work life. We're different in church than we are in life. We separate them. Why? It's tradition. But the hour is coming... And now is when the true worshiper will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such 
to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in ruts. That's not what your Bible says. Well, then get out of the ruts. God is seeking those people that will worship. There's nothing wrong with worshiping on a mountain. There's nothing wrong with worshiping God in Jerusalem. But it's the system. It's the mindset that I go to church, I stand up, sit down, raise my hand, clap, out the door, I'm gone. No, God's looking for those who will go beyond the ruts, beyond what's normal, and worship when you're driving down the street, walking down the Walmart parking lot, down the bread aisle, and you touch somebody, and they jump like that because you got so much power coming out of your hands. When your shadow, Peter's shadow healed people. One day, my shadow. My shadow's going to heal people. There's going to be peculiar acts of faith going on because somebody is going to get out of ruts. Somebody's going to get out of what's normal. Someone's going to be brave enough, like John the Baptist, who was a forerunner who got out of the ruts of religion, got out of the ruts of Judaism and began to proclaim the coming of the Messiah. Well, I preach better than that. response was get out of your ruts. God's seeking. We talked about this before. What is the word? Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. You know what seeking is? Okay, th- th- this is not seeking. Mm, no, it's not there. That's not seeking. Seeking is looking passionately. Oh, oh, I gotta find it. Where's it at? Oh, oh, I gotta have it. Where's it at? That's seeking. You know, well, we. We won't use those illustrations. I was fixing to go back in my past. Some illustrations you can't use in church. You know what I'm saying? Sorry. I guess that's tradition. Oh. I remember when I, I'll just go ahead and say it. I remember when I was seeking a wife. I just wasn't waiting. Just, just oh, I'll just see whatever. No. Mm. Ah. I'm only one. I'm going to get me one. <laughs> you can use whatever illustration you want. You know what I'm talking about. Seek and you will find. Knock. It'll be open. Get out of the ruts. Don't let denominationalism, don't let what is normal, don't let traditions destroy the very power of God that's available to you. Don't just worship on Sunday morning. Worship on Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and again on Sunday. Let worship be a part of your life 24-7. Listen to worship music in your car. Listen to worship music in your truck. See, I know someone says, well, he didn't say trucks. Uh-huh. 
listen to worship music, whatever kind of vehicle you drive. iPod. Let it be a part of your life. Most people just listen to worship music when they're at church because that's spiritual. That's when we do it. Guess what? That's a mountain for you. God's not looking for you to just to... Listen, God wants more than you just worshiping at church in your traditions. He wants you... He wants Him to be part of your life all the time. He wants to be the first thing you think about, the last thing you think about. 24-7. Mm. Let's stand up. Traditions. Now, how come I can just say that that way and, and everybody knows what I'm talking about? Fiddler on the roof. Traditions. Come on. How about life? I don't want to be tradition. I want life. Again, I'm going to say this. We're going to... Jesus didn't die on the cross to establish America. I spent four years in the Marine Corps. I'm a patriot. I'll, I was willing to do my time, die for my country, live for my country, make someone else die for their country, however you want to put it. So I'm not saying anything against America, but Jesus, we need to remember, came to establish His kingdom. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. It doesn't say... Thy America become. We need to do our part. We need to vote. We need to do what God compels us to do. But remember, He didn't do it for America. He did it for His kingdom. His kingdom takes priority. His kingdom takes priority. Amen? No, we're just going we're, we're gonna to pray, and then as soon as we get done, we're just going to play this one more time because I want you to be get the message of what is being sung on this video. Father, I thank you for this opportunity you've given us to declare your word because you decreed it. Father, I thank you that you have opened our understanding and our eyes to, 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 to the power of traditions because traditions can make void your word. Father, I thank you that we were willing to set aside traditions when your word declares something else. That we are willing to move, live, and have our being in you. Father, I thank you that we have a race set before us. And we may not know exactly how we're going to get there, but we know we've got a race set before us. And we're willing to go to that finish line no matter how we got to get there. Holy Spirit, you're the great teacher. I ask that you continually teach us. Open the eyes of our understanding. We know so much, we understand so little. And all God's people said, Amen. Have a seat.